listening to Radio Owl's Nest. The songs of Martin Page, all day, all night, forever. So grab a cup of tea, settle down with us in the Owl's Nest. All day, all night, uh, my songs uh, today and forever. What pain, pain, torture, torture, pain. Uh, this is Radio Owl's Nest. This is where I play all my songs, all my demos. I remember when I started the show um, eons ago, and I said, why isn't radio playing my music all day, all night and forever? And they weren't. And so I will. <laughs> <laughs> Demos from my suitcase, uh, dats, cassettes. Um, why was the reverb on there? That was strange. Um, <laughs> I'm not a very good DJ, as you can tell. But here at... It's there again, but we'll leave it on. It sounds like I'm some kind of godly... F- God, God. Yes, religious figure. That did work. You say God and reverb... Up. Yes, it's there again. Say God. And reverb, that didn't happen that time. Um, I'll try and keep away from religion. So let's play a very, very rare demo. Um, There was a lady I worked with in 2002, around that time. Her name was Dana Glover, and she was a really, really fantastic artist. Robbie Robertson uh, was working at Geffen, and I'd worked with him when he made his uh, debut solo album, writing a song called Fallen Angel, and... uh, Sign of the Rainbow on his next album, Story Storyville, and also a track called Hell's Half Acre on his first record. So we we um we knew each other quite well, and he said, "I need you to come into the office here at Geffen because he was an A&R man, and he said you need to work with this girl, Dana Glover." Now Dana comes from North Carolina, and uh, she was a model. She was incredibly beautiful, but also an amazing, amazing, amazing artist, great piano player. And they said to me, and Dana said, "I need to write some songs for my debut album." here for Geffen and I want it to be quite contemporary and quite unusual um, but with a lot of soul and a lot of gospel influences so Dana came into the studio after I'd started a few ideas for her and one of the ideas really clicked with her and she wrote the lyrics and a lot of the melody with me for a song called I Remember Milan which um, is an interesting title really because it's uh, referring to when she was very young and she became a a model and was sent to uh, Italy uh, for her career And she talks really in this song very much about that and uh, how uh, beautiful and wonderful it was, but also so scary. Um, So let me play you the demo. Um, I haven't heard it for a very long time, and um, I'm quite pleased to bring this out of the demo box. This is a demo I did with Dana Glover, and it's called I Remember Milan.
was a, a gem for me to hear. Um, I recently discovered that and I thought I'd lost it, so it was nice to pull out of the old demo suitcase. Uh, Dana Glover, a song I wrote with her called I Remember Milan. And uh, I remember she was saying to me, how about the lyrics, Martin? Um, should I talk about Italy? And there's a lyric in there where she was practicing her singing and she said, I remember the stairwell echo because she used to go into a stairwell where the reverb was good and she could sing before she went on stage uh, as a model. And I thought, yes, you have to write about your life and what you feel. And so um, that song became um, the demo we did um, called I Remember Milan. Uh, an unusual title, I suppose. Now, when was played to Geffen Records and Robbie Robertson. He said, "This I dig this, I dig it, it's good, and let's put it in the pile. But I remember that Dana was always a little bit... Um in confused about what she should be as an artist she said you know they're pushing me to be modern and that's why i tried to do the demo quite modern but she said her heart was really back in that uh, elton john and uh, uh, early gospel aretha franklin vibe and so in a way she wanted to make a record which was i suppose classic and yet also, she felt like she had to be contemporary as well. Um, I remember when we were finishing the demo, she said, can I just play acoustic piano on it to just give it that flavour that she was um, really wanted to bring into the song? And so we set up an acoustic piano. And as you can hear on the end there, she let her vibes and her soul take over. And um, my God, she could play piano in that really true, great tradition of like Bruce Hornsby with a tremendous sense of soul and gospel. And um, unfortunately, this track didn't go on the album, and she made a very, very classic kind of record with Geffen. I don't think it was too successful in America. In England, she did quite well, and I think it got to 42, the album in the charts. And I believe she supported Simply Red uh, uh, live at Wembley. And um, and she's still going now with a, a really good, great fan base. Uh, it was a thrill to work with her. I remember that she enjoyed the process <laughs> and she bought me a little um, wooden cat. I think I had cats then running around the house. And she knew I loved my felines. So I've still got that little uh, memento from Dana Glover. Anyway, that is a real rarity from 2002. I remember at Milan, a demo written with the great Dana Glover. Hi, this is Trevor Thornton here, and you're listening to Radio Owl's Nest with Martin Page, where you'll only hear Martin Page songs all day and all night long. God, what torture. from 1989 written with uh, Bernie Taupin a song called The Burn and it was recorded by Starship on an album called Love Among the Cannibals
Stone. I'm being a rock star there, aren't I? That's a demo I did on a 16-track here in my uh, Owl's Nest studio here, back in 1989. Uh, yes, I am singing like a rock star for a second there. And Tommy Funderburg, that great session singer, came in and did really, really high notes behind me. And Brian Fairweather played the solo on guitar. But, ma, yes, that was me basically doing all the parts myself. It went on to an album, a um, Starship album, called Love Among the Cannibals. In 1989, and uh, another song that I wrote for Starship that I wrote with Tommy Funderburg called It's Not Enough became a top 12 uh, single from that album. But it was nice, again, to, <laughs> to listen back to the uh, late 80s when I was becoming Def Leppard and had, well, reasonably long hair. And what a fine lyric from the great Bernie Taupin. The owl has large front-facing eyes which give it a wide range of binocular vision. Its eyes are nearly immobile in their sockets and therefore it must swivel its head around its neck to see. Some owls bob their heads up and down in order to maximize their depth perception. Try it right now. Focus on an object and bob your head up and down. That's right. Keep bobbing your head. It doesn't really work for humans, but you do look like an idiot. Thank you, Mr. Owlman. I get very emotional when I hear you speaking about a creature I love, the owls. And now I'm going to play you a demo of a song I think is one of the best songs I've ever written in my life. <laughs> what a statement. That's a song called Dance With Life, The Brilliant Light, uh, written with Bernie Taupin again. Two Bernie Taupin songs in a row here on Radio Owl's Nest. I'm going to play you the demo. I just remastered it recently again through a SSL fusion box. And I must admit, it's uh, touching me again in the heart. This uh, song eventually went on to be recorded by Brian Ferry in the movie Phenomenon. Uh, you probably remember that with John Travolta back in 1996. And uh, when Brian Ferry sang the song, it was produced by Trevor Horn. So let me play you a remastered uh, version of a song I feel is in the top five of any of the songs I've ever written. This is called Dance With Life, The Brilliant Light, written with Bernie Taupin.
Sometimes you think you get it right. You hit the bullseye right in the middle. And I think with this song, um, something happened, which was really quite, um, yes, hitting the bullseye right in the middle there. Uh, the lyric from Bernie Taupin, um, 
just inspired me, and I think we got it just about right. Um, top five of uh, the songs I've ever written in my life to this period, and it's a long life as well. Um, a song called Dance With Life, The Brilliant Light. Uh, on the Phenomenon album soundtrack, which did very well. I mean, the movie really did explode, and I think brought John Travolta right back to the top of his game. And uh, Trevor Horn uh, produced the track with Brian Ferry. Uh, I remember Robbie Robertson, (laughs) we've mentioned him before, earlier in the show, he was looking at the music and uh, controlling the music that was going to be in the movie. And uh, I remember when I did this demo, I was thinking more about what Robbie would like, Robbie Robertson would uh, actually uh, be attracted to. And I'm listening now to the demo and hearing Leave a Brilliant Light right at the end when I'm singing that last line. I'm really, and, and a falsetto vocal always sort of shimmering into the background i was really trying to emulate if you can emulate aaron neville uh, so have a listen to that last uh, scat that i did i was trying to be aaron neville <laughs> can an englishman do that i don't think so Yavol, Bootsy. i come from the land of beethoven and mozart and i play piano but i sound shit what can I do? Nothing, mate. Nothing. You are effed. You're done. You're over. No chance at all. You are effed. Even Bootsy can't help you. You are effed. Well, this is an unheard demo. A rarity from 1999. With a band called Eden. An Australian girl called Karen Eden. Check it out.
That's right, back to 1999, called Star Child. I wrote for the lady called Karen Eden and a great, great guitarist called Stephen Dodds. And my God, I thought uh, that rhymes, Stephen Dodds, my God, sounds good. Um, I should use him on one of my albums, he's so good. And what a guitarist he was. Now, this band was called Eden. They were signed to Columbia Records in New York. Their publisher called me and said, come to this little Irish pub, the west of LA, to watch this band play. Um, They're looking to collaborate with people. And I went to the club uh, with all these Irish people drinking tremendous, tremendous amounts of Guinness. What else would you expect? And they played. And I thought, yeah, terrific potential there. So we got together. I started a few ideas up front and then Karen and Stephen Dodds who I must say yes quietly here you are an ace guitarist and we knocked this out in about two days and um, uh, Columbia Records loved the track and I thought well we're off and running but I don't think they made a solo album they might have I'm just not sure but I made friends with these two wonderful characters in this band Eden and uh, Karen Eden had been singing background vocals with Michael McDonald William Orbit and Chris Ray and uh, she eventually came across and did some more vocals for me on some of the, my demos. Lovely lady. And Stephen Dodds, I think from England. Lovely guitarist as well. That was a bit of a gem to find, a bit of a treasure because I, for the longest time, I have not found that demo. But as you scurry around in the vault, keeping all the spiders away, keeping all the cobwebs away, you sometimes pick up a cassette and go, ah, Star Child, Eden, let's play it. Now, we're at the uh, midpoint of the show. 30 minutes, 18 seconds, and uh, a lot of tenths of seconds. We're up there. So I thought, in the middle of the show, I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to try and turn you on to some albums that I think are brilliant, and they are under the radar. Some brilliant artists that we don't tend to know about, and yet when I go walking, my retro walks with my iPod, their albums come on and I go, my God, this is brilliant stuff. And I thought if I could turn you on to some artists and albums that are under the radar. So here we go. And I think if you like my music and you're a true owlhead, if you um, investigate these artists, you'll enjoy their music immensely. Number one. Now, I might be saying this artist's name totally wrong because it's an Irish Gaelic name and it's hard to uh, pronounce, but I'm going to try. Lala O'Leonard or Lala O'Leonard um, signed to Real World Records by Peter Gabriel made a special album in 2005 called Invisible Fields it hugely, hugely can I say that again, hugely influenced me uh, produced by a guy called Kevin Killen uh, the engineer who worked with Peter Gabriel and fact, Kevin Killen came to my house before I recorded my first solo album in the House of Stone and Light I was interested if he might be the guy who uh, engineered my record well it didn't turn out and Mike Shipley did but uh, Kevin Killen does some fantastic work And the album, as I just said there, is called Invisible Fields. And the track that uh, starts off the album, a song called A Nest of Stars, is magical. You need to check out this album by, I shall try it again, Lala O. Leonard, Leonard, Authentic Gaelic Singing. The album is full of the real folk um, vibes with modern, modern sound. A lot of it sampled. Uh, but the album has that real sense of authentic history and ancient uh, soul 
mixed with new technology. Um, and <laughs> you won't work out what he's singing. Um, using lots of samples from people around his, the Irish village where he lived. So it's a really interesting record. I can only just say, uh, on my retro iPod walking down the street, when it comes on, particularly the track, A Nest of Stars, I go, oh dear, that is quite outstanding. Number two, uh, a band you know I love, The Blue Nile from Scotland. Two albums which are, again, so inspiring and uh, under the radar. Hats is a wonderful record with, a, uh, with an, a track called Downtown Lights, which is stunning. And when I first discovered them, there was an album called A Walk Across the Rooftops, which basically changed my life when I heard it. It changed a lot of people's lives because it was so uh, sonically and soulfully innovative. Uh, the members of the band, Paul Buchanan, the lead singer, PJ Moore, incredible keyboard player and sounds man, and I've used him on my albums, and Robert Bell playing bass. Now, anything by Blue Nile is unique, but those two albums, Hats and A Walk Across the Rooftops, well, you're talking excellence of soul. Now, number three, I'm sure you haven't heard about this band, um, Hinterland, that's their name, Hinterland, and in 1990 on Island Records they, they released a super album, I think, called Kissing the Roof of Heaven. Two members in the band, Donald Cockland and Jerry Leonard, Jerry Leonard, a very talented, very talented guitarist. And that album, um, called Kissing the Roof of Heaven by Hinterland, comes again onto my retro iPod and I stand still for a second and stare at the sky and go, my goodness, this is something real. Um, check out one of their tracks called Stanley's Minutes. They uh, didn't really go on to um, great stardom, but they did uh, search for great spirit. At number four, number four, The Big Dish. Now, how many of you know The Big Dish? Uh, yes, it's very, very quiet out there. But in the 80s, 1986 in particular, they released an album called Swimmer. And it was a, I, when I heard the lead singer singing um, on the radio, and we're talking about K-Rock back in the 80s here in Los Angeles, I thought this band has something, again, very unique. And uh, I believe the lead singer was called Stephen Lindsay, and they were signed to Virgin Records. There was a track uh, I fell in love with, um, not from the album Swimmer, but I think it was an album after called Faith Healer. And uh, beautifully, beautifully soulful and spiritual. I recall in that period when I was a writer here in LA in the 80s, I used to pull this album out, Swimmer, and I, I thought, ah, this is the kind of stuff I need to, to seek and the kind of stuff I need to listen to because you want to bring emotion into your songwriting. And you'll probably notice we've done four of these artists and albums and they're all Gaelic, aren't they? Scottish and Irish, my goodness me. Yes. And now to number five. And yes, <laughs> it's still Gaelic. It's Scottish again. Unbelievable. All five. Gaelic and Scottish and Irish. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> Get out the Guinness! Get out the Guinness! Get the barrels of Guinness flowing. This is one of the greatest uh, lyricists, I believe, uh, living today. Hopefully he's still alive. Justin Curry from the band Delamitri. Uh, when he went solo, he released an album called What Is Love For? And strike me down! Um, it is, by God, that good. Uh, I don't think I've come across a lyricist um, besides Bernie Taupin 
who really gets into the nitty-gritty of what words can say and do. And Justin Curry, the lead singer of Delamitri, and we supported uh, Delamitri when I was t- uh, touring with In the House of Stone and Light in, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, the, the, in Germany. Yes, in the... Uh, Olympic Stadium, thank you, my mind was going there, Olympic Stadium, we followed on from Delamitri. And I always thought that Justin Curry just had something quite special about his lyric writing. So check out uh, the album, What Is Love For? Um, and, uh, and if you go back a bit farther to Delamitri, his band, when I first discovered him, I wasn't sure it was him, but in his band Delamitri, there's a track called Stone Cold Sober. Absolutely Red Hot. Well, there you are, under the radar. Five artists, five albums that I think you should investigate. If you like a bit of me, you will love these records because I took a lot of their spirit into my music. Um... Drink a lot of Guinness and you will love all these five artists. I didn't really plan this, but they are Irish or Scottish. There's something about the Gaelic thing, isn't there? Check them out. So, I looked into the vault, into the archives, for something with that emotional content. Yes, maybe the Gaelic thing. This is a track called Song for Ruth, written about my mother from an album called In the Temple of the Muse, released in 2007. Track eight. This is a premix of that song. Song for Ruth. The last bus is leaving from the station tonight. I look in the windows for
says goodbye I can see a young says goodbye and a string of pearls the silver girls all the cigarettes the hearts you blessed beauty wrapped in grace All the birthday cats and paper hats And wedding rings and dolphin fins And dignity and lace All in your love of light All in your love of light song for Ruth written about my mother through my father's eyes when she passed he told me some um, quite beautiful stories about how he courted her as a young man that's from my album uh, in the temple of the muse from 2007 shall we go back to the 80s (laughs) I think we're gonna go back there 1983 But we've got to stop it there. 1983, the sunshine in L.A. I was in L.A. writing songs for Earth, Wind and Fire. Can you believe it? And I met with John Lind, the incredible writer of Boogie Wonderland. Maurice White, the leader of Earth, Wind and Fire. Yes, he met with me and said, write some songs for my new album that's going to come out in 1983. Fear, fear, fear. fear. What do you do? Well, you sit down with the great John Lind and you write a song you think that possibly Philip Bailey and uh, Maurice White can sing. This is me singing falsetto vocals on a quarter-inch Fostex 8-track demo with John Lind playing some of the piano. This is a song called Touch. Yeah. 
the original demo of a song called Touch, recorded uh, by Earth, Wind and Fire on an album called Electric Universe in 1983. And I can, listening back now, it's quite strange. I can hear a very slight Prince kind of mid-tempo feel, the Minneapolis sound. And I knew that was what I was listening to at that point. And I thought that would uh, Earth, Wind and Fire could do with a bit of that. And also using synthesizers and uh, drum machines in a certain way. Uh, they were very attractive to Earth, Wind and Fire right at that period when the revolution in technology was happening. And it was going to be either Maurice White or Philip Bailey with his falsetto uh, singing lead vocals. So I consciously thought that John Lind with his exquisite falsetto should sing the lead vocal. But oh no! No, no, John Lind had different ideas. He knew exactly, really, uh, what Earth, Wind and Fire might be looking for at this period. And that's why I'm singing falsetto. I was surprised. He said, you sing this song. I thought, no, you sing it. I said, no, you sing it. I said, no, you sing it. And he said, no, you will sound more modern. So I think he had a good vision for what Maurice White and Philip Bailey would have liked. Thank you, John Lind. A man I miss today. Many owls have asymmetrical ear holes. One is higher than the other. By sensing tiny differences in the delay and volume of sound as it arrives in each ear, the owl is able to create a three-dimensional auditory map of its surroundings. Try riding a bicycle at night and picking up a moving burrito with your feet based on the sound that it makes. That is how an owl do. I knew that all you owl heads out there had sensitive ears. I just knew that. I just had a feeling. And you do have tuned in ears. Now, shall we play a brand new song? Can I hear you? Absolute bloody silence. No, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to play a brand new track. Hot off the presses, as they say. Absolutely a rough. Uh, this is really the rhythm section of a song I'm writing called Motown. Uh, my homage to uh, the Motown era. I grew up in the uh, 50s and 60s and I bought all those uh, Motown chart busters. Those uh, vinyl albums that were so shiny and and gorgeous. And I used to take my uh, seven and sixpence that my mum and dad gave me, go down to Min's. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the name of the shop. In Shirley, in Southampton, where they sold records. And if I saw a Motown chart busters volume anything, one to ten or whatever it was, I snapped it up with my uh, my money I had. That was it. That's all I cared about. And I rushed home. I remember the label was black. It was a Tamla Motown label. Very different to America. Still got those albums up in the loft uh, where the owls are. But I rushed home and I put that album onto my record player and played it for ever and uh, i always thought what a great bass sound they have on that so my preamble here to this brand new song is i'm going to play you um, a very brave rough actually it's, it's trevor thornton playing live drums with me playing the bass on this track it's a profit uh, pad i'm playing just the chords on a on a blue pad and i'm making uh, the lyrics are actually not written uh, at this point but i'm getting a lot of ideas so this is a bit of a phonetic vocal with some clues there's a clue in uh, one of the lyrics I'm singing in the song saying, uh, we're going to have a soul shakedown like 1965. And I recall in my council house in Southampton when Christmas came around, 
everybody came to our house and what did we play we played motown anyway my excuses for this rough the drums are loud the bass is loud my voice is quite quiet because i'm working out what i'm doing eventually yes we're gonna have guitar and horns and no doubt but anyway this is a really raw uh first take of a new song of mine called motown and trevor thornton uh on drums uh, with me on bass, we're trying to get that authentic Motown groove. Motown.
Trevor Thornton on drums, and yes, he really got that sound and that feel, I think, uh, that uh, was that 1960s uh, vibe. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a showdown in 1965. And we're out those 45s. Well, we did in the council houses in Southampton, Millbrook, where I lived, um, Motown was played every Christmas. The bass is loud on that, the drums are loud. Please forgive me, the vocals, I'm learning them as we go. But uh, that's a brand new song. That's Motown right at its birth. Oh, I think I know what that is. I think I do. Yes, we need quote of the month. And this quote, I think, is quite important. It comes to us um, in the times we are always in. And it comes from Winston Churchill in 1940. It is not given to human beings, happily for them, for otherwise life would be intolerable. To foresee or to predict, to any large extent, the unfolding course of events. Winston Churchill, 1940. And what could be more retro than Winston Churchill? Thank you for joining me on episode, my God, 42. (laughs) My age again. Uh, You know I'm going to reach out for the animals. Animals are not ours to experiment on. Animals are not ours to eat. Animals are not ours to wear. In the owl's nest. Animals are not ours to use for entertainment. Hey gang, thanks for stopping by. I'll see you soon.